Welcome to another episode of the Enlisted Podcast. My name is Antonio Talamo. And I'm Casey Coleman. Casey, man, how you doing? You know, I am I'm doing just just fine. I think we got a fun show tonight. It's uh, one a lot of our listeners have asked for, and we will be covering uh, something in the music realm. We're going to be discussing top five one-hit wonders. This is the first one of its kind. This is the first music-based top five list. We've done a lot of food. We've done some movies. So this is the first one, and um, I love music. I know a lot of people say that, but I mean, I will listen to anything and everything. I know you and I have some similar tastes in music, which I think helps in the office when we are co-sharing or co-DJing, yes. uh, which which I love, yeah. Yeah, I used to think prior to me having Spotify, I had horrible music tastes and Spotify kind of opened me up to just discovering new artists, bands, things that I like. And so I I attribute my music taste improving uh, much thanks to you. And uh, if I could only pay one bill for the rest of my life, it would be for Spotify. I would forgo my rent. I would forgo everything else. I think Spotify is one of the best things out there. I love discovering new music and I just love it. It's funny you say that because when I first met you and I was on Spotify like early folks, like I was, I still am to this day, like a Spotify ambassador. Because yeah, your I, uh, last name is actually Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. It might as well be at this point. I love Spotify. I mean, it was, it's always cool because I get to discover new artists and in another life, I'm an, uh, I was a music agent because I feel like I always like to discover these different like weird talents. I take a lot of pride in like finding an artist before they're popular. Yes. And so I, whatever. So I listen to it often in the car, whatever the case may be. And when I first met you, I try to get you to buy it or use it and you refused. Yes. Which I know we've discussed this on the podcast before when you're right you're right. And when I'm wrong, I'm really wrong. And here's a prime example. I was still buying music like song for song. Cause I had just, I don't know why I, I took internet piracy very seriously. And I always bought all my music. I was never a LimeWire person. I was never an illegal download person. I always bought my music, CDs, whatever. And particularly even when I was developing, you know, got my own laptop and stuff like that and curating my own music, I would still buy it on iTunes. And then I remember just hitting a point where you said to me, you were like, okay, you're paying $1.29 for like one song. And you were like, literally Spotify is basically an all-you-can-eat buffet. Like what's, and I mean, I can't believe I was so adamant against streaming. Well, it would, it, I think it was just funny. Like you were so adamant. It wasn't like, oh yeah, I really like it. You were like, absolutely not. I want to support the artist. And I'm here going like, dude, you would literally give the artist more money if you listen to their song like a hundred times on Spotify versus just buying it. And I just, I just imagine you like having like hard drives of this stuff, just like yeah. carrying it around. And I'm just like, it's, dude, you gotta. Yeah. It's really, really sad. I like think about it sometimes. And, you know, I have an old Mac that I haven't opened in years, to be honest. I bought it, you know, back in high school and there's all this music on there that I'm like, I don't, it's, it's a waste. It, it really, it's not, I mean, it wasn't a waste at the time, but now I'm like, there's no point to it. And so I will continue to pay for Spotify until uh, the day I die. And I'll probably pay the bill after that. So it can be DJ. Just so someone else can use it. Yeah. 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 Well, and so I, today's topic, Casey, you know, you go ahead. You were going to say something. Oh no, no, no. It's okay. I was just going to say, I mean, I would want Spotify uh, 
probably to play at my funeral, but I also want Chopped, the show, to be streamed at my funeral. But that's a conversation for another day. That's right. You have said that at your funeral, and again, another topic where funerals come up, you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned to me that you want Chopped playing in the background. Any particular reason? I just think it's a great show. I think the formula is phenomenal. I That's the one thing I miss about cable is like putting on the Food Network and just watching Chopped. And you're like, how are they going to make uh, an entree with gummy bears and rice paper and... And salmon, and you're like, yeah, I would eat that. Or you're sitting there backseat cooking. You're like, no, 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 no. You got to make an aioli out of that. So I, just, I can, that, I yeah. can tell you, I can never be on that show because I don't think I have the confidence that they do. the 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 part that gets me about Chopped is that the <laughs> the chefs will often be like, oh, I saw the sardines and the ice cream, and I I thought creme brulee and i'm like no you didn't you did not think that in your wildest dream that you would make whatever it is you're so confident about but they're confident and that's what makes them but i will make sure uh that i will i I mean i don't know that i can make sure of this and i hope it doesn't happen anytime soon but we'll we'll play chopped at your funeral thank you uh well now it exists in the podcast world so someone out there will know to pass that message along yeah no that's that that's that's really funny. And um, we, we talked, so today, One Hit Wonders. I love the name One Hit Wonders because I think it really explains what they are. And, and I do want to give a little bit of an overview, Casey, because I I didn't say, I don't want to say I struggled with the list. I, I had a lot of fun with it, remembering older songs. Uh, but I was like, I had to look it up. I was like, what's a One Hit Wonder? Yeah. And for me, as someone who really is terrible with like band names, who doesn't know singers sometimes, like I, I mean, deafness literally runs in my family. I just, I don't know. I didn't grow up with a ton of music. And so for me, I similarly had to do some researching on my own of like, okay, what are a couple things? So I wanted to ensure that these were quite honestly one hit wonders that there wasn't like, oh, they had another hit a couple years later or, oh, it was like, no, these are just cut and dry. Like they did one thing and now they're probably working at a bank somewhere because they are not making music. Well, and it's interesting because one hit wonders essentially, because that's what I was trying to figure out. Like, what is a one hit wonder? Is it that they never made a song ever again? Or they're just really known for that one song and the rest, even if they made music, was they, not they a can't thing. can't shake it. Yeah. yeah, like you just wouldn't like if I asked you about this and a certain artist, if you if I asked you to name another song, you wouldn't know it, even if they had them. So I, it sounds mm-hmm. like we're on the same page, though. Yes. And I mean, I just I know and I think it'll come up as we get into our lists. But one thing that I love about certain one hit wonders is I think a lot of them benefit from like the live event scene, right? So weddings, bar mitzvahs, sweet 16s, you know, there's certain songs that come up that it's like, it just, it plays at every wedding. It plays at every, you know, it's it's on a karaoke bar rotation because it's so popular. Oh, I agree. I think a lot of one hit wonders are great karaoke songs because that's the thing with one hit wonders. Sometimes you can literally be defined by that one song mm-hmm. and, and it's, the one of the greatest songs. I mean, it could be a top 100 of all time song besides mm-hmm. like Beethoven and, and Mozart. Like they, they don't really count. Um, they didn't have top charts back then. Um, but I'm or just saying. Dental care. Or dental. 
Two things they didn't have is a billboard type 100 and <laughs> dental care. But yeah, it's something I didn't think about, Casey. Yeah, um, but and I, I bring it up because you know me um, and for a lot of folks that you know know me or listeners that don't, I absolutely love weddings. You? Weddings. Man, you need to start a, a Rent-A-Casey wedding service. Yes, I, just to give our listeners out there some just stories from weddings i have been told at numerous weddings um normally i would say 80 percent of the weddings i've ever attended either the father or mother of you know the bride or the groom will come up to me at one point and personally thank me for coming because you know i kept the dance floor alive or you know i had infectious energy i got people out there i once bruised a rib at a wedding um, I was dancing so hard uh, doing uh, backbends that uh, when I got home, I was having kind of like shortness of breath, trouble breathing a couple years ago. And I, I was like, something's really not right. And I went to urgent care and it turns out that I bruised my ribs. This should surprise no one. And you were at my <laughs> wedding. I have been to uh, two weddings with you now. I yes. can agree that Casey is a great time. But here's the thing, folks. And we've talked about this, but I really mean this. This man has no rhythm. He None. He in no way in, in tune and rhythm with the songs. He's offbeat, but he is having an incredible time to the point where you want to just like have, a, have fun with him. Yes. I, I literally have no rhythm. So much so that I, like if all of Giant Stadium was clapping along to a beat, if I started... I could throw off all of Giant Stadium. Like if I was a supervillain, that would be my superpower. I literally have not a drop of rhythm in my body. Well, many, many, many things to choose from as a supervillain. I think if you threw people off B, I think that would be like the least evil thing you can do. Yeah, which I mean, I think fits my character to a certain extent. But I, I, so in high school, I was voted most school spirit. And which again, probably a surprise to no one, but I used to lead my friend and I, we used to lead the like student cheer section and the cheerleaders would actually stop their cheers midway through and adopt to what <laughs> I was doing because that's how much of a, first of all, that's how much of a presence I was. And that's almost, that's also how much of a train wreck I was in terms of rhythm. We were very different people in high school. Now we didn't go to the same school just for the record. We met once I once we started working together, I don't think I was even mentioned in I was no, not I think I was never mentioned as like most likely to do anything. I was a good like student, but I wasn't I was just like in the middle. I wasn't popular. I wasn't not popular. So to hear your your high school experience uh, is is fantastic because I had a very different experience yeah. for sure. I yeah, I mean, and I mean, high school as a closeted gay boy in Catholic school was not a cakewalk by any means but I would sort of describe myself in high school as kind of being like I was friends with everybody but no one like in with the exception of a couple core like friends that ride or die I still talk to them uh regularly um but I besides a couple of them like I would be like friends with all the popular people or friendly with them like they would obviously want to copy me or take my test answers whatever okay and all then, right wait sure. hold on hold on no 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 no. this is true anyone who had <laughs> mr pfeiffer for history knows what i'm talking about um this is not a what, real teacher 
Yes. Oh my God. He, yeah. That's again, conversation for another day. Mr. Piper is a real teacher and he's a very scary guy. Um, but what I was going to say is that I was just kind of like friendly with these people enough that I wasn't necessarily made fun of. They would like, you know, want to talk to me in school, but then outside of school, I was kind of like on my own. I was like, okay, like I see you all on MySpace at a party. It's fine. I don't want to go. It's fine. And truly I turned it's out fine. wonderfully. Yeah, I'm okay. I never want to be someone that peaked in high school. And the the people I'm I'm still close to from high school were not the people that peaked in high school. So we're yeah. We're good no, people. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know that energy. I've seen it. And like it's always funny because like in retrospect, I think about I'm I, you say I'm glad I didn't peak in high school. I definitely did not peak in high school, and I'm totally fine with that because I'm living my life now. I want to peak exactly. when I'm like 50. Yeah. Like that's I when peak. I want to peak. I want to peak at like age 80 in a hot air balloon. Yeah, you're talking about literally peaking though. Yeah. Like being at the top of the world, like the, the dude so. from Up. Yes. That's funny. Why can't I remember his name? doesn't matter. I don't know. You know, I don't know names. You yeah. can't ask the wrong person. Now, here's one thing I know about you, Casey. When I first met you is that you have a thing for mi- mishearing lyrics, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I am absolutely garbage at lyrics. You are committed though. I mean, when you are, here's the thing though, like you are good at singing them. You are, ironically, you are on beat. I've heard that's the only time you are on beat and have rhythm is when you're rapping or like (laughs) that's, that's legit. That's, that's for real. Um, If anybody wants to hear him rap a whole verse Ask him about American Boy by Estelle, the Kanye West part specifically. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He will go hey. through the entire thing. Oh my God. Yes, that is definitely an example of there's probably, I think, five songs in my entire life, which maybe that's again another a list for another day, like five songs in my entire life that I know every single lyric to. Most songs I only know like 20% of them, and then I just kind of fake it. Um, I mishear things all the time. So give me an example. What's the lyric that you've misheard for uh, for a long time? Yes. So the one of the first ones that comes to my mind is a very popular band, uh, Fall Out Boy. So Sugar, We're Going Down. I know yeah. many people know this song. And I'm not going to sing it all because my singing voice is terrible. Um, I think I peaked at singing in seventh grade, um, quite literally, because then in eighth grade, I had a solo and everybody laughed at me when my voice oh my cracked. God. Yeah, 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 yeah. School's great for me. Um, but in that song, so Sugar, we're going down swinging. They're like, it's going down, down. And this is what I hear. It's down, down, dig a woogity down. That is true. Sugar, sugar, we're going down swinging. Which and is I not be- the words. But I, I, and I, I can't tell you what they are, but that's what I hear. Well, and I remember telling you that these are not the lyrics. So there are a few times where he sings and I'm like, what did you just say? Like, those are not the words. And he insists even if yes. I show him that those are not the lyrics, he yeah, insists just, on telling me just, that they are. Yeah. I mean, I even once upon a time, I mean, this is a little embarrassing. I thought that Santa's reindeer were Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Connor, Cupid, Donner, and Blitzen. Um, and I've been told that there's no Connor. What do you mean? It sounds good to me, though. Sounds like it makes sense. I know. I, so side note, I think someday could release a children's book about Connor, like Santa's Forgotten Reindeer. But yeah, in that song, I just was like, oh, Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Connor and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. Like here I am just creating reindeer. Another one that comes to my, uh, comes to my mind is, oh my gosh, Jimmy Eat Worlds. Yes, I was going to mention this one. 
which I'm 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 striking out on the the tune of it for a second. It goes um you're talking about the part that goes it just takes some time time little girl in a little opera ride like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite. And by the way, every time I hear Jimmy E. World and I, that part comes on, I think a little opera ride. I don't know what what is it, a little opera ride. So in my head, a little opera ride is kind of like a if you can imagine like a a ski chalet, like what you would ride to the top of the the mountain, like a, an enclosed little um, oh my god, not monorail, like sky you know, ski lift kind of sure, thing. Sure, yeah. And there's, it's just a small little padded room and there's a woman singing opera. It's a little opera ride. It's a little opera ride. And I don't know what they're saying in that song, but that's what I hear. And I just like, cannot shake it. I, and it's one of my favorite Mr. Lyrics from you. I have a few though. So I'm not, I don't typically mishear lyrics that many, like as often, but there are times that I do. And I know I'm not alone in this, but in one of Taylor Swift's songs, <gasps> I was hoping you were going to bring this up because, and I want to, I, I like want to really claim ownership of this. I believe I was the first one to come up with this. You think so? When I heard this song, I literally thought, so you're, are you referring to blank space? Yes. Yes. There's that line where um, something, something, and I hear Starbucks lovers. That's, that's what I hear. There's and I remember like Starbucks lovers. And I remember Googling it like, a little bit afterwards and there were like people talking about this on the internet and I was like oh my gosh for the first time in my life I feel like there's like validation to mishearing lyrics and being confused because so often it's like oh that's not what it is and I'm like oh I didn't know that yeah and I, I always like to like make sure I get the lyrics right because I don't want to sound stupid for example there's a, a song out now by um I don't know if you know it by BTS of course I know BTS right but the, the new song that they have out Dynamite yes I was listening to the radio and I was like, oh, I guess they're letting them curse on the radio now because there's that one part that goes with the little funk and soul. And I thought they were saying with the little fucking song. (gasps) And I'm going, why would they put that on the radio? And now I can't unhear it and I cringe every time I hear the song. Wow. Um, speaking of cringing, why are some bands, like particularly one-hit wonder bands or artists, have the worst possible names? My theory, Casey, is that the reason these are one-hit wonders, like 95% of them, is because of their band name. Interesting. So you think it's one of those situations where someone's like, oh, I really like this song, and then they learn it. it's by someone called Hoobastank, and they're like, Hooba, what? Yeah. Yes. What a horrible name for a band. Great song by Hoobastank. One of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah. But Hoobastank? Who, oh my God, it's First horrible. First of all, who's Hooba and why did they stank like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You bet I just... <laughs> like, I just imagine that's something you say to people like, man, you're Hoobastank. Go take a shower. Yeah. Or like, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, she was riding the bus and she got Hoobastank between her legs. Like, she Ew. Go... Oh my God, Casey. Like, no, it sounds like an affection. Like, it is, it sounds like a, like some kind of venereal disease. Like an, an STD. Well, so that's the problem. I know there's, um, I mean, I'm going through a list here, right? So it's not off the top of my head, but I'm looking at like some of these from like the 90s. Like, we have uh, Weedus. Weed, yeah. What was like, that one? It was us? like, I'm, I'm a teenage dirtbag, right? Yeah, teenage dirtbag. You've yeah. got uh, Go Chumba Wumba, right? Chumba Wumba. Yes, Chumbawamba was one of them, Witch Doctor. I'm just going, what is wrong with you people? 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's a pretty good theory to think that, you know, it was like, oh, who is this? And you're like, oh. Like oh. how successful would have would Bahamen been if their name wasn't Bahamen? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It could have been a whole different world we lived in, but they they really just, they were like, the Bahamen. You remember the ketchup song? The ketchup song? No, I don't. Um, okay, so the ketchup song was like, a, a, it, it like was a huge hit in the early 2000s. It played like, I believe it was like the uh, one of the World Cup songs. If you hear it, you'll know it. It has nothing to do with ketchup, which is part of the problem. But you know who sings the song? I don't know what the song is. Can you give me a, a lyric or two? Uh, you're putting me I'm on putting the spot you, here. I'm putting you on the spot. I don't well, remember. Because you're saying it's, it's not about ketchup. So in my mind, I'm like, um, it had ketchup, like a ketchup, whole... ketchup. <laughs> no. like... um, so it was technically in Spanish. Okay. But it had like a whole dance to it. It was like Spanglish um, kind of. I don't know. Well, Horrible movie the point is, it, it was a one hit wonder. And the person who's like the band, I don't know what they were. They, their name, their band name was Las Ketchup. What? Yeah. Terrible name great song and maybe we'll have to listen to it afterwards so that you know what i'm talking about yeah i need to know horrible 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 wow yeah i like i said not really a good one with rhythm not a good one with uh music lyrics i would also attribute this to partially because of the music program i went to in like my grade school i know we've talked about this on the podcast before but my catholic school music classes were um how do i say this they, by my teacher, who my, the teacher of, who taught me music, Antonio, she was a part-time, she was a part-time teacher at my school, and her other part-time job was that she sold meats and cheeses <laughs> at Hickory Farms, <laughs> and she was the sister of, like, an English teacher. Wait, why is that relevant? Why is the sister of an English teacher relevant? Because I was only ever taught by, like, my friend's parents or relatives of the people that worked at the school. That, so part-time she sold meats and cheese? That, that's, how did that play out in the music program? Did she have you guys sing about salami? No, what we had to, oh my gosh. We are singing, we would always practice like uh, Catholic school songs for church and stuff like that. And again, conversations for other days because there were some songs that really slapped and still slap to this day. But there was always a huge emphasis on like the Christmas play, the Christmas pageants, um, all that kind of stuff. And then the other thing that they would make us do was they would make us do these reports on like different kind of instruments or countries or whatever. And Antonio, on my life, I, I don't know why I remember this, but I remember it was like, if there was 20 of us in a class, she's like, all right, like you're all gonna pick a country and like write about the music of the country. So we did that. And then like two weeks later, it was like, okay, you're going to now pick another country and, you know, but no one can repeat. So it was like, okay, after, and we did that like four times. <laughs> okay. So we got to a point where it was like, we were picking these like very obscure, like very small, like countries. And I just remember like at certain points, like just making it up. Uh, like you made what up the songs? I made up the songs and the instruments. Like, I remember at one point, I think I had to do it on, like, the country of Togo. And I was like, yeah, in Togo, like, they have a um, a digi drum, like, and a, a flu-flu guitar. Like, just making stuff up. <laughs> well, and she wouldn't know the difference because she just works at, a, like, a meat shop. 
yeah, like she didn't care. It was just busy work. Um, but yeah, they, there was just like, we really just mostly spent all of our time either singing like Christmas carols or singing songs for church. That was really what the the emphasis was. And it, like I said, it was, this was a part-time person. It also, our music room was also our art room, which was also like five other rooms. It was also where we had to go if there was ever like a disaster was going to happen to the school, like right. in bomb shelter drills and stuff like it, that it was like, oh, we're going to the music room. Yeah, no, of course. Cause it's, you know, soundproof maybe. Yeah, no, it, may, it definitely no. makes sense. And they had yeah, to. No, apply. it also definitely wasn't soundproof, but that's was, again. Yeah. I mean, you're not getting that in Catholic school, but I remember in middle school, I also tried out for the choir and I like, I made it. I don't, I it can't sing. I, although I will tell you, Casey, I'm very jealous of people who can sing. Like, I think if I could sing, I, that, that's what I would do for a living. I would just want to sing. I, I love the art of singing and I tried out, I don't remember what song I tried out with. I wasn't good. I still got on. And one of the first songs he made us learn as a choir was the song by Barry Manilow, I Am Your Child. Which, oh my God. <laughs> it was wow. a very like- it's Progressive. Mellow, yeah. Well, first of all, at the, even at the time, it was an, it had been out for like 15 years or whatever, maybe less. But it's I don't know what the point of it was. It was yeah. just, I just remember being in like thinking that I was going to learn how to sing. And I never did. I'm sorry for your your missed opportunity there. Yeah, we just were literally forced like in the month of December. It was like we stopped doing school stuff and we were just preparing for the Christmas pageant, which always had to end up with somehow Jesus being born in a manger um and they were these like yeah very like one year it was in a mall one year it was like in the country uh one year it involved like working at a a sweatshop newspaper kind of thing and I still to this day can remember like the lyrics from these songs these like weird catchy songs um because they were just ingrained in me like at, at, at a very developmental age like I remember in fourth grade our song was called pen and ink it was like pen and ink all over everything night and day and like i why i can retain the lyrics to that song i am not sure um well now i know why you love broadway so much there you go you've been doing broadway yeah. since you were you were your child star casey i guess so uh, yeah i mean i was the lead of my eighth grade school play it was called christmas in the country and i had a solo and my voice cracked in the middle of my solo and i started laughing because my basketball coach who was sitting in the audience pointed at me and started laughing and that basically ended my theater career wow what a dr- i would have loved to see you uh i know that. yeah so uh there you go shall we uh delve into our lists yeah i think i, I think it's time I, I i'm thinking about my list i'm trying to review it again and make sure i feel strongly and i think i do i'm trying to figure out uh what my thought process was behind it because i think i know i'm, I'm looking at my list and there's a theme that I'm comfortable with. And I'm going to, my list, I think is, um, it doesn't, it has classic songs. I think there's going to be some on mine that I don't have on here, even if, even though they are classic, because I absolutely hate the song. So I had a little bit of a conflict of going, okay, do I put a song on here that I think is a bad song, but it's historically played and known as a one hit wonder, or do I just go with the bangers? I went with the bangers. Okay. So I took a slightly different take. So I, again, as someone who can't think of a lot of music 
or like names of artists and things like that. I really tried to make sure that I did my research. And so I combed through some lists and things like that. And then there were some that I was like, oh no, without a doubt, like my top three, I'll say, I was like, nope, I know that these are them. Um, The other ones I had to kind of finesse a little bit or think about. And I kind of went through, these were songs that, and I'm not trying to really date it, but I will say these are more, these songs are a little bit older, but these were songs that when they were a thing, I as a kid or when when it was relevant, like I wanted to listen to that song 24-7. Interesting. So you have like a childhood feeling to them, like, like a sure. relationship with them. Yes, but I also try to base it on um, how one hit wondery they are mm. in the sense of like, uh, and I think it'll make sense as I get to my list and I have some justification for sort of why they fall where they fall. I had a very hard time deciding between what would be number five and what was my first honorable mention. I agree with that. I think that was that was the hardest part for me. So, so I mean, let's get right into it. Okay. And I, I'm, I wonder, I think there's going to be a few that are on yours. Mine are a little bit newer. There's at least one from the 90s, one from the 80s, and then the rest I think are like much newer. And I don't, I wonder if you have them on yours. We'll see what happens. All right. Let me go first. I want to, I want to get my number five out of the way. Cause I, I don't, I don't feel like it's a, a, that strong, but I was going through them and I had to listen to them. That's the important piece. Oh, I did the same thing. Because I, I couldn't just go off of what I felt when I heard, when I, when I looked at the song, I had to hear it to see how I viscerally reacted. Yes. I, I did the same thing. All right. So my number five, Casey I think is going to surprise you and many of our listeners because you're now thinking of this person. And that is Raiden by Chameleonaire. Oh my God. <laughs> and here's why. If you I don't think know you the need song, to, you have to like, you've got to give us at least a lyric or two. Yeah. So this is the song that starts, first of all, uh, Weird Al Yankovic did a spoof of it. So you know that it's good enough for him to do it. And the song is has a really like good intro. It's a hip hop song. And it's every time I listen to the song, I want to stop and pull and like roll down my window because the beginning lyrics is they see me rolling, they hating, patrolling, they're trying to catch me riding there. And anytime I'm doing something slightly illegal, like maybe going five over the speed limit, I play the song and I get hyped. It's an automatic hype song. I will listen to it at the gym and I also have to apologize to everyone who had to hear me sing terribly, but love, love that song. I think it's an underrated song. And I, th- I, I don't think hip hop gets enough credit for their, their one hit wonders. I'm just going to say that. And I'm a huge hip hop yeah. head. So love wow. the song. that's my number I, five. That's a great, and I, I mean, total justification for it. I totally understand it. I, to be honest, I don't think it even registered for me that that was a one hit wonder. I know. I agree. Like I, and- I just assumed that that was like some other art, like somebody else who had done other things again, because uh, like I said, I mean, I need to be pounded in the head with music. Sometimes I'm like, who is that? Who I, I like, I can't discern music. Well, that's funny uh, because I'm the opposite. I will look into an artist. I will know what they do and what, like I will, I'm, I get very specific with my artists and I, I do have versatility, like in what I listen to. When people say, what do you listen to? And I hate the people that say, I listen to everything. No, you don't. There are probably some things you don't listen to. And then I'll be like, how about country? Oh, I don't listen to country. All right, how about jazz? I don't listen. Yeah, polka. So I think it's okay to not listen to everything. Just don't think that 
listening to pop and hip hop yes. is everything. That that's the downside. But I genuinely mm-hmm. think that I have a very versatile playlist, um, and this is why I'm I'm very familiar with many of these artists in different wow. albums. So that's so funny. number five, writing by Chameleon Air, who wow. has never uh-huh. made a song ever again. <laughs> Wow. I really, really did not know that. Wow, that's also, funny. can we talk about the name Chameleonaire? Like, is it a chameleon who's a millionaire? Yeah. Like, or like, yeah. He blends yeah. it. Like, if he had a better name, he could have been yeah. popular. Oh my God, that's funny. So, my number five is by The Fountains of Wayne. Oh, uh, and, okay. And coming in with Stacy's mom. I um, love that song. So I like occasionally, and I don't really listen to the radio much anymore, thanks to like Spotify, but I will hear that song at times, like come on randomly. And I'm like, there's just something about the beat of it and like the way it just starts. And it's, I mean, it's on here for a couple of reasons, right? So I think, first of all, there's no one in the world named Stacy who was not tortured by this song at someone at some point in their life. Uh, for someone who was named Casey uh, when the song was popular, that was... Uh, <laughs> a little bit difficult at times. It's such a weird song. Um, it's very, if you really think about it, it's like cringeworthy. And if you go back and watch the music video, it's even worse because the kid in the music video looks like he's like 12 years old. And it's like, I'm not the little boy that I used to be. I'm all grown up now, baby, can't you see? I know it might be wrong, but I'm in love with Stacy's mom. Like, it's just, it's disgusting. It's catchy. It's whatever. And to be honest, and I, you know, I've, I've mentioned this on the pa- podcast before, but I feel like when this song was a thing, it was so relevant that like even my own mother who is deaf, um, I feel like she even knows the lyrics because that's like when this song was out there and about, it was like everywhere. And I mean, they really have not ever done anything since. The song is brilliant. I think what I love about this song and again, Fountains of Wayne. Weird name. Wayne, New Jersey. Who knows? There's no fountains in Wayne. That's the problem. But I love that it tells a story that one of my favorite things about songs like these is you, they vividly tell you from the beginning. Yes. They're telling a story. Yeah. Love it. What a great number five. Thank you. And when you see what it it beat out, you'll be like, Oh, I see. This is really good. I'm actually, this is getting me like really excited to hear what's on the list. There's one on my list. That is my number four. I want to hear your first because I feel like my number four will be on your list. Okay. Uh, my number four is, you mentioned them earlier, uh, the Baja Men, but who let the dogs out? Get out of here. Yeah. Tell I... me more. I had them on my honorable mention. Okay. And so here's my thought process here. This, again, you mentioned just as we were talking about uh, Stacy's mom, like telling a story. I also can appreciate the like callback nature of this song. Like this song was everywhere in the two, like, and the early 2000s, like late 90s, um, because I believe it came out in the year 2000. But who let the dogs out? Who, 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 like, just, I mean, as kids, I remember like screaming it on the playground at each other, like just screaming, being wild. I also remember it was like associated with the Rugrats movie, um, which is probably why I really liked it. In retrospect, again, a terrible song. It's horrible. It's all about catcalling women and referring to them as dogs because they're ugly which is horrible, horrible. And I'm often amazed at like what plays on the radio at times. Like, I'm like, how did this like make it? How did this song become what it was supposed to be? It and was for catchy. that reason, yeah. And that's why I had it at number four. I mean, it just like, to me, it's like, 
almost almost visceral of like you know I feel like everybody at least once a year finds themselves saying at some point like well who let the dogs out or wanting to know who let them out who well, let who them did? out yeah I don't know that's who let them out who yes let them out no I so the reason I didn't make my top five honestly because I don't really like the song. I find oh, it I to didn't... be really annoying. That's the thing. So I, I, know, I know you're doing more classic, which I think is probably closer to... Which, I mean, doing. I'll be the first one to own it. I like annoying music. I, I like annoying music. I could listen to annoying songs from now until the end of time. Well, this is um, I have, I've been at work before uh, and I've listened to, you can find on YouTube... Uh, clips of like Spongebob where he's going, I'm stepping on the beach. Doo, 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 doo. Like you can find like a six hour clip of that. I've like listened to that before. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I can't yeah. do that. That's annoying. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm weird. I'm an enigma. It's fine. Um, so continue. What, what's your number four? All right. So my number four is now we're going to get into the songs at the moment they come on, you know, the song mm-hmm. and you instantly bop to it. This song, okay. I think, is also international. Okay. Which comes at number four. Casey, I know you love this song. I love listening to the song with you. And that is Mambo Number no. 5. <gasps> wow. Vega. Tell me oh. that is not on your list. Oh, it's on my list. Um, it is my number two, actually. Interesting. Um, no, my- I... First of all, my favorite thing about the song is it's he looks like a cartoon character. Lou Bega looks like an absolute cartoon character that could be in like a Bugs Bunny movie. Yes. That sings on stage. The song is phenomenal. The trumpets. Yes. Also, oh, you per- always yeah. ask this, Casey. Where's the other Mambos? Where are the other four Mambos? I want to know. I'm still waiting for Mambos number one through four. Hit me with a Mambo number six. I want it. Uh, I remember my dad bought this CD from a catalog. Like when that was a thing. And I mean, it's my number two, as you said. I mean, this song still slaps. I love hearing it at a wedding occasionally. And I feel like, again, what made it popular or helped catch on was like when he starts calling out all these women, right? Like Pamela, Sandra, Rita, Monica, Erica, Tina, Mary, Jessica, you know, all these, all these women he calls out. It's like everybody knew at least one person with that name. And then you'd point to them. Yeah. And it was like, oh, like, you know, I had class with this girl named Erica and it was like oh Erica you know and again in retrospect I don't know that it was great to be named by Lou Bega in this um probably annoying uh just as it was for people named Stacy but I just I love everything about it I love it it's it slaps I love hearing it at a wedding like I just think it's a good like it just makes you want to get up and move it's it does definitely infectious and, and so I actually it, looked it up, Antonio. Go ahead. Okay. Um, he So he really never did anything else, partially because allegedly, um, and there's, you know, debates of depending on what you read on the internet, but this Mambo number no. 5 was a sample of another song, and then he had to battle it in court, and so therefore he really, by the time all that dust settled, he just, it, it, his career was over. Well, interesting. You know what I also read about him? What? He's a German recording artist. Yes, I did come across that. Hi. For, I mean, he doesn't, it's hard to say, right? But like I'm saying, he doesn't look German uh, and it's a Mambo song. So I, I almost assumed he was Hispanic of some sort. Yep. Um, he definitely dressed like a, a, one of those like, um, like 
show tunes person that would like dance on stage and or like yeah a wolf that would like try to like steal your girl in a a music video right yeah 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 exactly he does by the way and i don't know if you remember this but like he has other songs that are really bad i've listened i don't even think i've ever listened to anything else um it's hilarious he has like a bunch of songs that are really bad if you ever want to listen to them but um but guess what i think one of the top all-time one hit wonders oh that's that's guaranteed that was my number two. So, uh, Antonio, if that was your number four, tell me what you got at number three. All right. So this is one of the songs on my list that is actually newer. Okay. It is a more, I would say, in the last decade or so. Actually, like, time flies by. This is a song that you and I also have listened to together many a times. It's a song that if we're in a funk, Casey, we typically put on. We have, on the way to conferences in a car, have nearly blacked out from singing it so loudly. Oh, my God. And you've asked me, on my wedding day, you asked me to, mis- asked me to make sure that the DJ played the song for you. Wow. Can you guess really? what it is? I can, but I want you to let our listeners know. So the song is Shut Up and Dance by Walk the Moon. Interesting. I would not consider them a one-hit wonder. They are. And that's what I thought. But they don't have any other songs and no, stopped making I Well, so, okay, first of all, I follow them on Instagram. Um, and just yesterday, uh, one of the people left the band and they made a post about it. But I, so it's so interesting. I don't consider them to be a one-hit wonder. I've actually seen them in concert. They are a um, one-hit wonder, though. And they, if you ask anybody else to name another song by Walk oh the Moon. Oh, my God. Anna Sun. Yeah, but you can name their no. song, but uh, not popular. Sure, that's fine. I, yeah, but wow, that's what, they're I, defined. Like Walk the Moon sure. will never be defined yeah. by Shut Up and Dance. I mean, that song is phenomenal. It's, oh my it's, God. There's nothing else that they've made. And the thing is, I know this That has been commercially successful. All And the, here's the thing. And this is why I think- I don't ca- Again, I don't consider that to be a one-hit wonder. The song slaps. It's amazing. I'm not upset it's on your list. I- I'm also a weirdo. I have weird music taste. I've seen them in concert. Um, and I think they're really good. No, I've actually it, seen them twice, I think. Have I? I can't remember. That's too many times. Con- Did they just concerts- sing Shut Up and Dance like seven times? Because I know you no, enjoy them like... They have other songs. Well, so Shut Up and Dance, I think, was like 2014. So I know it's hard to tell that a band is a one-hit wonder only like six years later. But I genuinely think that in like 20 years from now, 10 years from now, we're going to look back and say they're a one-hit wonder. And many people online, which had looked it up, also consider them a one-hit wonder. They've made other music. I don't know any of their other music. Well, and I think it's hard because that song was so, so, so successful that it's like, how do you recapture that essence again? It's really tough. But if you're a great Um, artist, you will. I mean, you look at wow. great artists, you know, like Bruno Mars, for example, he's had hit after hit. He's topped himself every time. They haven't been able to do that, which why, yeah. which is why I consider them a very, very early. And I knew this one would be controversial, but a very, very early one hit wonder. Yeah. I mean, I know so many songs by them. But how many times have we sang that? So, well, you know them. We have. But like, yeah. I could say- I have their, again, I own their album. I've bought their album. I have it. I used to have it in my car. But all wow. of these artists, by the way, 
they all have more songs. They more they all have more albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not. I all right, all right. So Can I, I don't tell care. you my number three. Yes, but I just want to say because... I don't care. I will forever listen to that song. Yeah. Well, you in I... the car on the way to Pittsburgh. Meet me in Pittsburgh. So my number three is in a similar sense. I mean, it's definitely a dance number. Um, and I think the only time you will ever hear it ever again is at a wedding or maybe at someone's retirement party. And that okay. song, which this is probably the only choreographed dance number I know, would be the Macarena. Interesting. That was yes. on my honorable mention. Wow. Yeah. I just think it is literally like, I, first of all, I love this song as a kid. I have a couple pictures. I can, I will make sure they get posted to our Instagram where you can clearly see in the photo, I'm doing the Macarena. Not only am I doing the Macarena, but I am off um, because everyone else in the picture is on a different step. Um, But I loved it. Um, I would always wanted to play at weddings, school dances. To me, it's honestly like the original TikTok dance. And again, it made my list because I looked up what it was about. Do you know what it's about? Uh, it's very, very weird. It it's is a very, a, very weird song. About a girl named Macarena who cheats on her boyfriend mm-hmm. with two friends while he's being drafted into the army. There's, look, I'm going to say this. There's some, uh, some folks online that mentioned that this is potentially about a song about a threesome. Yeah, and guess what? White people been doing it at weddings all these years, like dancing wait, up wait, the storm. Wait, the, the Macarena or? Yeah, oh, oh yes, the Macarena. Oh, okay, just <laughs> Yeah, I just, I mean, when I was like thinking of this list, I just, it's really only getting played at weddings and that I think eventually will get phased out as people, you know, younger than us start to grow up and they're like, what is this? Like, I don't think so. I don't know. I, think, I just I love a very I... common dance. I feel like everybody knows how to do it. It's basically you just put your arms out, flip them around, and uh, you just shake your butt. And so, therefore, that was my number three. You know my number two, Antonio. So, please, let us know what you got. I I don't know what your number one is going to be because I really thought that some of the ones I mentioned might have been on your list and even higher. My number two is a karaoke favorite. Okay. It is iconic. I think the woman who sings it is iconic just for the song alone. And if you tell me she has any other songs, it doesn't matter to me because this is all that matters. And the song is A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. Interesting. So wait, before you say anything else, I just want you to know, I've also seen her in concert. One song. Why have I seen all these one hit wonder people in concert. Um, I I saw her in concert and believe it or not, she did not sing that. Well, that's stupid. Yeah, that's she does have other stuff, for. but barely, barely, barely. barely. Her, and it's not good. Interesting. It, Why is that so high up on your list? I want to know. The moment the piano drops on this song, Casey, and this is one of those songs that I know every word to. I go. I don't know what it is. It was I also go in nuts. White Chicks, right? It was in White Chicks. Okay. Uh, but I, I think everyone loves this song. If you play, if you sing this in karaoke, you don't even have to carry the song. The whole audience will sing it with you. I just think it's so good. I think it's iconic. I think it's been in movies. And I think for me overall, a good one-hit wonder mm-hmm. needs to be generational. And I think that this song is certainly generational. 
okay all right and i'm, I'm laughing in my head not in i i'm yeah. so surprised i think it i think it's because i don't consider her to be a one-hit wonder like i i mean she's like a one she's yes she had one hit that was a wonder and then she had a couple other like blips on the radar but i can name you know she's got white houses um one listens to that dude I know, but I know it. So to me, I associate her as a two-hit wonder. She's got more than one hit for me. She's no. by by wondrous. No, she's not by wondrous. She is a one-hit wonder. Most people That's will funny. tell you if you say name of Vanessa Vanessa Carlton songs, they will be like songs only a thousand miles. <laughs> there's there's nothing else you can you think about when you think about Vanessa Carlton. So clearly, our definitions of one-hit wonders are different. Yeah, I also just think I have weird music taste. Like, how is it I've seen two of your two of your people in concert live, like paid money? I don't know possible? for to listen to one song that they didn't even play their most popular song. I know. Yeah. Well, to be fair, she was an opener for somebody else, but yeah, whatever. Um, I went to a lot of concerts. Wow, that's so funny. Well, I'm a little I, disappointed now. No. Well, when you hear my number one, I think you'll. You'll understand. All right. Tell me your number one then. All right. So my number one. Oh my God. This song. My number one, Antonio, is the song Bad Day by Daniel Powder. What? <laughs> That's your number one? That's my number one song. Hear me out. Don't make fun of me. I love the song, but like. Oh when you my th- God. When you think the most iconic one hit wonder, you think of this song. That MFR had a, re- do you know how bad his days must be that he had a number one song called Bad Day and then never anything else? <laughs> his life has been a series of bad days. He is living in a bad episode of Black Mirror. I, so I, and the reason the song, and I, let me give you a couple of reasons why it is my literal number one. First of all, as I said before, I, try to pick songs that like I still would sing, listen to, or like I hear and I'm like, oh my God, like I remember that song. Antonio, first of all, his name was Daniel Powder and it was spelled P-O-T-E-R. Yep. Like a little weird. Um, Not the traditional spelling of powder. It came out in 2005 and this song, this was like the epitome of lightning in a bottle. It was everywhere. It was on American Idol when they were sending people home. It was oh, like in true. every, yeah. it was in every commercial. It was like, literally, I mean, I felt like in, and it, it was, it did not stand the test of time, but it felt like it was going to. When it first came out, it was like, oh my God, like, oh, I love the poetry of it. Like you're faking a smile with the coffee to go. You're kicking up the leaves and the magic is lost. Like, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's a song that, to me, if you started to hear it, you would be like, I completely forgot that that existed, but at the same time, I've been cognizant of it my entire life. And that's why I have it as my number one. How many bad days has he had? Since like, then, I just yeah, he's continuing to have them. And I guess, and I, I, I imagine that he's been prepared for 2020 based on the song. Yeah, but- and, 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 the reason I have it at my number one, it's not like with Mama Number 5 or the Macarena or even Shut Up and Dance, right? It's not like there's a reason for it to play. Like, even with your Vanessa Carlton choice, like, you might sing that at karaoke. You, nobody is singing the song at karaoke. If you're singing the song at karaoke, you've had too much to drink. Uh, and you're sad. You're very sad. Yeah. Like, it, and that's why, to me, it's like such an enigma because it was like a pop song all about a really bad 
day about like being depressed and sad. And I just, it's almost like it's, it's an enigma. And for that reason, it's my number one. I will also tell everyone, um, I remember going to a used CD store and buying his CD and I only listened to Bad Day. I tried to listen to one other song. And I was like, oh, this is like garbage. And I think that's my first memory of being ripped off as a kid. That's, I'm still fascinated that this is your number one. The reason I don't particularly like the song is because it reminds me of when I worked at a restaurant and we okay. used to play it on the radio. And it just reminds me of like, anytime I hear that song, I instantly smell the oil from the restaurant. Yes. You have like song aversion. I know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and version. that's magical about songs, right? They can bring you back to some sort of time or you recall a memory and you know, that can be triggering. All right. Let me give you my number one. Let me cheer you up a little bit. My number one, I think would almost be unanimously, in my opinion, America's number one, one hit wonder. And here's why. One, it's a fantastic song. Okay. Two, it has been an internet sensation. Okay. Oh, I think I know that what it is. song is never gonna, never gonna, give, you gonna up give you up by Rick Astley. Wow, that is phenomenal choice. Bravo. Number, and you can call it Rick Rolling, getting Rick Rolled when you give someone a link and it brings you to like I can tell you that his YouTube channel, his the song that's on YouTube, not his YouTube channel, is probably literally a bunch of Rick Rolls. Like at least five million of those listens are Rick Rolls. I love the song. I think I love the music video. The song itself is great. And he's yeah. recently coming out with like, he's doing some music now. Not good, but he's done like covers of the song with people. And mm -hmm. in my opinion, if this isn't the greatest one hit wonder of all time, because he is so talented and has the potential of making more music, but just never did. Wow. That there is, is my number one. Phenomenal. Never gonna give you up by Rick Astley. Good job. Wow. What a playlist this would be. Yeah, we maybe we should create a one-hit wonder Spotify playlist. There you go. So uh, what did you have in your honorable uh, mention? Anything else? Yeah, so I did have Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus because I think it's a funny song. Mm -hmm. um, I did have Macarena. You know what song I, I'm disappointed? I wish that I had more spots to put is What is Love by Hathaway. Oh, Which is like the yeah. song of the 90s for me. Wow. Yeah, that was in like uh, one of those dance games, wasn't it? I feel like I heard that, you know, people playing Dance Dance Revolution to that. Oh, I believe it. It, it was all over the place. It was very popular. Wow. I, so my honorable mention, uh, the two that I want to mention are Funky Town. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, which I believe is by, I think they were called like the Hot Lips or like- Yeah, again, terrible lips. name. Weird, yep. yeah. Uh, and then, which I mean, became iconic from Shrek you know, when they're going into far, far away. But another honorable mention that I, had I come across this in my research a little bit sooner, it maybe would hit my list, but oh my God, it's uh, the song Blue by Eiffel 65. I hate that song. Oh my God. But it was I like- I hear you. No, I know. An infectious, like- I know. Oh my God. I just remember like, and I don't even want to say the lyrics because it's like, it just gets stuck in your head. And then like three days later, when you haven't slept, you're like, why, why, why can't I get this out of my head? You know, I just and, want to mention, I don't want to, I don't want to have any disrespect to these artists, but I know there's a, at least two that I thought about. I was like, should I put these on here? But, and that is like Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer. 
Mm-hmm. I do think that MC Hammer does deserve some credit, even though it's a horrible song. Can't touch this. I think it's like I think it has played in so many commercials. And although yeah. I don't personally like the song, I do know that it, it deserves at least a mention. Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby is just stupid. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I always crack up thinking about One Hit Wonders because it just makes me wonder, like, what what are they doing now, right? You know, a lot of them continue to make music. They never see the same success. It's like, you know, I just, I think about some of these artists sometimes and I'm like, what are they doing for healthcare? What are they doing to to pay their bills, Dude, they're right? still making money off these songs. I know, but I mean, Bad Day can't be playing that much. Like, no. are you telling well, me Daniel it's... Powder, like, works at a bank, maybe? You know, like, he's got to be doing something. What is he doing? I don't know. I don't I, I looked it up. Well. It says I hope he's having a better day. Me too. That's, I all, I we, That's all I want. I hope we all have better days. Well, and this is airing, I think, um, the week before the new year. So, I think it's Casey, I think it's safe to to wish everyone a great year. We wish tidings of good joy and love and laughter and just go better things, better twenty twenty one, better and future. In twenty twenty one, a ton more lists on this podcast, and uh, of course, we'd love to hear from you because some of these lists, honestly, we had planned for others, but our fans and our listeners have been really active in saying yeah. like please do this topic. So just, we just want y'all to also engage with us on our social media, on Instagram at the enlisted podcast. We'll post funny pictures. We'll do daily polls, um, weekly polls, I should say, when we release our uh, podcast. So have fun, enjoy, take a load off. And we hope you have an incredible, incredible 2021. All right, folks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the enlisted podcast. My name is Antonio Talamo. And I'm Casey Coleman. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Enlisted Podcast. Want more of these podcasts? Be sure to click the subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. Be part of our full show experience by engaging with us at the Enlisted Podcast on Instagram. Until next time.